Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. Joined this morning remotely by uh, Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Let me just do a little test to make sure she's with us. Sharon, you there? I am here. I have Mark with me this morning as well. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you? Good morning, Mark. This is us practicing our social distancing by about, I don't know, three miles. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Well, it's good to, uh, it's good to be that you guys are here with me this morning, even though we're not right next to each other, but I guess that is the norm these days. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's nice to hear that there might be some uh, better weather in our future. I feel like this, the, the rain, the cold rain is not good for people's uh, sanities these days. Um, and, uh, you know, especially the people that have kids at home, I think. Well, just lack of sun, I think, helps, uh, does not help people's moods. But the people that have kids like me, I would just love for the weather to get better so my kids could get outside and uh, get burn off some energy. So that's, anyway, good How to hear. How has it been with all the, with all, all the girls home? Um, it's been okay. Like, I, I, um, I've been okay. I've actually, I hate to admit this. Well, no, I'm not, I don't hate to admit this. I've actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's difficult. I mean, I can get work done. I can get emails and tasks done. It's very difficult to make phone calls because my kids just don't understand the concept of, you know, please wait until I'm off the phone to ask me your questions. Um, But it's, I've actually enjoyed it. I was just saying recently that 
you know, it's, I, I, I like being at home anyway. I'm a homebody on the weekends anyway. And life just got to the point where it was just so busy that it's nice to have a break and slow down and not have to just run everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yes, it's difficult to balance, you know, work and getting the kids to get their schoolwork done, but I've actually really enjoyed the slower pace of life. Pace. Yeah, yeah. And my kids, I've been hearing that a lot from a lot of people. Yeah. And- um, yesterday was actually my birthday and, you know, everyone's like, oh, what a bummer, you know, and it was probably one of the best birthdays I've ever had. You know, Mike <laughs> made me a cake. We had wine. Aww. Casey was home with Dustin because we can, you know, we're family and stuff like that. So he, they were at the house and well, they left their apartment because her roommate was coming back because they were in quarantine after Paris. But yeah, we oh. had cake and we drank wine, had a fire and played Scrabble. Yeah, it was nothing awesome. wrong with that. I know it is nice <laughs> yeah. to. It's just nice to slow down a little bit. And my kids really like being at home. They've never been the type of kids that needed to get out of the house and go do something. They love just playing at home together. So, mm-hmm. um, so well, it, it helps. It's three good. of them. Yeah. <laughs> and they, which sometimes is wonderful because they play well together, but sometimes, you know, two's yeah. a, two's a party, three's a crowd. So we have our yeah. challenges there, but, um, it was nice when the communication from the school was like, Hey, this schoolwork here is optional don't stress about it but now it's totally different and that this coming week um now the Mm -hmm. lessons that come home are mandatory and I I think it'll still be manageable I don't think it's going to be like you know for my kids in elementary school I don't think it's going to be six hours a day of of work it's going to be a couple hours and and we can manage that so anyway I hope every all of our listeners are healthy and and uh staying sane and finding Mm -hmm. things to do in their free time um, our, the, what we discussed, um, our topic for this morning is twofold. I did want to touch on the new CARES Act, uh, mm-hmm. which was passed about a little over a week ago. And there are some uh, impacts to personal finance. There's, there's some unemployment things in there and small business um, uh, details in there. But what I wanted to touch on toward the end of the show is um, the changes in required distributions and the ability for people to take money out of their retirement accounts and also the rebate checks that people can be expecting or some people can be expecting here in the coming weeks. Um, so we wanted to get into that toward the end of the show, but we did want to spend the first hour talking about real estate. So Sharon and Mark McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate with me this morning. And we wanted to talk about Um, how COVID-19 coronavirus um, is impacting the real estate market. Um, Mm -hmm. So I haven't even, I don't think I've spoken to you in the last couple weeks. Um, So I'm curious about all this as well. But, you know, uh, from what I understand, the real estate market was pretty hot leading up to this. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a seller's market and, and things were moving really quickly. And everyone was excited for the spring market and anticipating it to be very hot. Um, and I'm assuming this has quite significantly cooled it. So do you guys, so good morning again, and thanks for being here. And do you guys want to touch on that? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so I was actually looking at my notes. I mean, we had you, I had you on the show on March 10th when we started talking about just, you know, what did we feel the impacts of all of this was going to be, what we were starting to see happen Mm -hmm. in real estate and sort of predicting what problems we could sort of anticipate that would be happening. So one of the nice things is, you know, the relationship that all of the real estate agents have with the attorneys in the local area is really fabulous. 
and I do want to put a big shout out to Mark Stiles office um, he was actually featured on Fox 25 News yesterday um, for what they've been doing and I work with Emmanuel Ebot over there um, pretty much all the time and you know, we had been having conversations and talking weekly. I, I talk weekly with all of my agents through Zoom. Obviously, our office is closed and um, not open to the public, but it's it's interesting that people still do want to put their house on the market. We are still seeing homes come on the market and people still wanting to go out and see them. And it is sort of this, you know, catch-22 situation that we're in because... You know, I have somebody that, you know, is older clients and they want to put their home on the market, but yet I don't feel comfortable going into their home because I'm more worried about getting them sick right. if I've been exposed to something. So we've really been tiptoeing around how to handle all of these situations. So the way that real estate works is we've had several closings in the past two weeks. And as I said, Mark Stiles is one of the many of the attorneys out there that have been putting practices into place to keep everybody safe through that. So it's like drive-through, like drive-through. I saw that. Mark had a tent set up outside his office building. Yeah, he had a tent out there and people would, you know, come in in their cars and he would have a turn. He has attorneys in each of the cars. All of his staff, for the most part, is working remotely from home. So they're able to do all the paperwork and everything. Um, And then when you're getting ready to close, all the attorneys are sort of lining up with the buyers and stuff like that. Everybody doing social distancing in their cars and they're just passing paperwork back and forth. They're giving pens individually wrapped so people have clean pens. Um, white bees mm. thing it's yeah. just crazy to think of what we have to do but i loved one of the things that he said is if everybody else is going to do their part to make sure that the closing happens they definitely don't want to be the ones to make it not happen registries not open is sort of a difficult thing it's not open to the public but they can tell a, um you know they can do it via e e-file so you know offices attorneys offices that are able to do that have been keeping things going so for us we're sort of closing on things that we got under agreement 60 days ago right i feel the impact where we're really going to see numbers like the numbers we're seeing right now are based on how many properties are coming on the market how many properties are going under agreement i feel the impact that we'll feel from this will be in you know, 60, like 90 60 days. days from now. Yeah, exactly. When we're not having any closings. So that's why I'm really interested. Actually, my accountant called me yesterday. I'm going to talk to him. Uh, Mark and I are going to talk to him today after the show just to talk about, you know, the impact of what we might see as real estate offices. I'm a small firm. You know what I mean? So good news. Bad news is, you know, we probably won't see a lot of income coming in in 60, 90 days. That's the bad news. The good news is, is we are very much consolidated now. We have the one office, you know, we have very reasonable um, mortgage payment, you know what I mean? So we don't have a lot of these higher costs like some of these other companies that have, you know, managers to pay. And um, although we do have one man, you know, our operations manager, Melissa, we're keeping her on um, because we can and we we're all in this together here. It doesn't surprise me that people that were anticipating selling still want to sell because other other than the concerns regarding people inside of their home. I mean that you know that's clearly a concern, but th- this mm-hmm. seems to me that for some people 
um, especially the people, I know you I know you don't use this word, but the, the people that were downsizing, maybe like the older people that are selling their bigger home and maybe going to something mm-hmm. smaller, maybe less expensive. It seems like this would maybe accelerate that or, or, or people yeah. that are, you know, uh, working. Right-sizing. Yeah, right-sizing. I know Sharon <laughs> uses that word, but I was going to use yeah. the word downsizing because the people that wanted to sell in a hot market and get top mm-hmm. dollar for their home are still going to want to do that because... If it if it was me, I would be worried that sixty to ninety days from now there's going to be. I I just worry about how many buyers there are going to be in the coming you know weeks mm-hmm. or months, and I would want to get it listed ASAP, especially if people are worried about losing jobs and things like that. And yeah. so I guess that doesn't surprise me. Where I was worried is that you know what what's what are the buyers out there thinking, and are there still as many buyers as there were mm-hmm. before? Well, that's very, very good point that you're making is, you know, the people who do want to, you know, just exactly that demographic, they want to get their houses on the market. Um, the the concerning part is one of the things that we've really been trying to deal with right now, and we've all been full force on it. And this is that like the relationship that I have with Emmanuel, and I had brought up a situation to him four weeks ago when we had initially talked. Now I've done my show on Tuesday nights, which is um, Talk Real Estate uh, Roundtable. We've had for the fa- last four weeks, we have had um, professionals from the, the Board of Health agent from Pembroke, the Deputy Chief of the Fire Department. So my whole show has focused on just this COVID thing and you know getting information out to the community. Um, but in the back end for real estate, for me, we, we talked to Emmanuel about this. Like I said four weeks ago, was situations of the homes that we already have under agreement. Mm-hmm. Those were the ones that we were most concerned with. We've had you know a couple things that have you know fallen apart. Um, people have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're not going to get the financing if they don't have their job. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel comfortable going forward. We had uh, you know some people that have walked away from new construction based on the fact of you know, you're building a nice, big, beautiful home. And then suddenly you're concerned about, you know, are you going to be able to keep your job? Yeah. Um, hopefully this CARES Act will help that. But those are the things that we're dealing with. Smoke detector, we'll get into more this, this individual things, but, you know, town's not doing, the fire department not going out and doing smoke. And okay, well, that was our first hurdle we had to get over. Now what we're dealing with is, you know, the Board of Health agents, they're so tied up with, everything that they're doing for COVID-19, I was glad to hear the governor speak yesterday that they're going to be employing um, basically students, um, you know, that are graduating to help these Board of Health departments throughout the state, help them with all of the responsibilities they have. Because I have two houses right now that are due to close in April that need new septic systems. Well, if we can't get designs approved by the Board of Health, because mm. the Board of Health is closed, mm. I, we can't close. I mean, so that's what, and I brought that up four weeks ago. I said, we have to have a plan in place. So do we talk to the mortgage officers and say, hey, can we do a hold back? And then these things are done after closing. So the, bo- the Board of so, Health is closed, but the health agent must still be working, right? Health agent is still working, yes. Oh. However, they're so focused on what they have to do with COVID-19 yeah. that there isn't enough time for them to be... Do, I mean, they're meeting you know, the, the task force for everything. And the other thing too is like with the town halls, they don't want to be putting out new permits because it's sort of, I guess, an oxymoron of sorts that, oh yeah, you can come in and get a permit, which what you're doing is you're giving people 
people allowance to go into other people's homes and yeah. that's what they're trying to stop right so when governments why all that and governor baker's announcements in the last couple weeks what were the guidelines were there any guidelines in there regarding real estate and showings and things like that i mean i know he put out mm-hmm. those guidelines regarding essential businesses and things like that i'm assuming mm-hmm. real estate sales is one of them well, well, that's one of the things is MAR, which is the Massachusetts Association of Realtors, did come out after the last, um, when they added extra, you know, he just added the extra few things like chiropractors and um, a couple other um, businesses and industries. So there, I think that they, MAR came out and told us that, yes, real estate would be considered essential. However, they are giving us strict guidelines and suggestions about certain aspects of our job. So I'll give you a good example of a listing I had in Marshfield. Right before all of this hit, Mark and I, we did that open house. Mark, do you, you don't remember the date of that, do you? I mean, it was probably the end of February. Yeah, that was a while back. And we had 45 groups of people come through this home. Wow. 45 groups. So a minimum of two and sometimes four or six people in that group. So we had a, over a hundred people flowing through this one house in a two hour time span. Wow. This was well before we were like, okay, use hand sanitizer. Let's wipe everything down. Yeah. Think about it. Everybody, you know, touching things. So it's, it's very much highly suggested that we don't do those. So we're coming up with virtual open houses. So where we're doing videos and, you know, just, trying to work around things that way. We will do individual showings. Um, I had to meet a photographer, for example, the other day. I mean, work is still happening, just not at the pace it was. I wore gloves and I said to the photographer, you know, I'm gonna respect your space. I appreciate you being out here. I'll put all the lights on. Let me know what you need touched. And I have my gloves on and I have sanitizer and everything else. So the bigger fear for me is getting somebody else sick. Yeah. I would assume, I mean, I know that vir- like virtual tours of homes were a thing even before COVID-19. I was just imagining that they would become even more mm-hmm. popular. I mean, do you do you anticipate, I mean, it, it, it's not common, I'm sure, for people to purchase a home site unseen with just pictures and virtual tours. I know it happens. I'm sure it's super rare. I wonder mm-hmm. if that will start happening or if it's just going to, mm-hmm. or if things are just going to be put on hold. Yeah. We'll probably see some of that happen um, in certain demographics where there's, you know, the price range just isn't possible. But I think what we'll see is less looky lose, right? Just people out there sort of looking, just starting their search, you know, oh, we just started yeah. a search and just sort of feeling things out. So a lot of those people are just going to be using video to just sort of look through these homes. And again, for us, we did virtual tours. We used our professional still photos. So now we're going to be walking through. That's one of the things we're doing today is we're going to be walking through, you know, our listings and actually doing videos sort of live, you know, you know, Facebook live type stuff, not yeah. Facebook live, but, um, you know, on your phone. What's yeah. that? <laughs> I, I don't know. There's a call me FaceTime. FaceTime. <laughs> oh, FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah, FaceTime. Oh, okay. With yeah. what buyer? Yeah, okay. So where you were going with that. Yeah. yeah. So the FaceTime. And and I have sold a house like that. I mean, I had a client yeah. in um, Florida and they, they were, you know, snowbirds and they were down in Florida at the time and there was a certain development that they wanted to be in. One, a unit came on the market and I FaceTimed them and they purchased it without stepping foot in it. Yeah. So it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be the really the serious the really serious buyers and the really serious sellers right now. That's going to be where the activity is. Like for example, I have some friends that sold their home 
um, I don't know if it was in the fall, maybe like early or late fall, Mm -hmm. they sold their home. The market was, you know, great at the time and they took the opportunity to sell their home. They felt like they got a really good price for it. And now they're in a winter rental, but the agreement was always, you know, you need to vacate. I think it's probably by May 30th. Mm -hmm. And they just were not, you know, they they anticipated that like six months or eight months, whatever it was, would Mm -hmm. be plenty of time for them to find something and and get out of that place. And now they're in the situation where they they still haven't found what they're looking for. And now they're really worried because, um, you know, they're worried about inventory and things like that. And and not to mention not wanting to visit places. And so they're probably Mm -hmm. in an opportunity where they're going to be looking for another, they're going to probably have to go into another rental while they find a place. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I, I don't know, like, what are you, I don't know if you're thinking what's going to happen to prices. I, I kept saying to them, you know, this might actually be a blessing. This might be an opportunity for you to find you know, find something at a lower price because I don't know if this mm-hmm. is going to cool the market and, and cool down prices a little bit. Well, here's the thing is, I mean, this is um, sort of a health situation. It's it's a health crisis. It's not a real estate crisis, or it's you know yeah. where yeah yeah it's so, an external I mean, threat. That's what we're that's what it is in my business as yeah. well. It's an external threat to the financial system yeah, as well like as that. real estate. Um, yeah. Yeah, so for us, I mean, yeah, we're definitely seeing things slow down, but people still have to sell and buy. I think the big yeah. difference is, you know, when we had the crash of, you know, the real estate crash back in, um, when was that, 2009 and 10, when when we crashed then, the difference then was people had to sell their homes, and that's what we're anticipating. Some people are going to have to sell their homes because mm-hmm. they've lost their jobs mm-hmm. or whatever the situation is. But the difference is, people are going to be selling their homes because they want to, you know, maybe they're getting equity out of the home. You know, they're not going to be able to get a home equity loan if they've lost their job. So Mm -hmm. potentially maybe people will sell it, but at least people, we're back to the point of the safety point where people do have equity in their homes. So we won't see, you know, we'll probably see some foreclosures out of this, but I don't anticipate anything like before. What I do anticipate is possibly things switching from being a seller's market back to being, um, a buyer's, a buyer's market. market. Yeah, yeah. So I think that we might tend to see that happen. I would imagine soon. that that would be the case because the, the number of buyers is, like I said, going to probably be whittled down to just the really serious buyers. Mm-hmm. And some of those maybe, I, I just, I don't think there's going to be as many um, buyers out there just as a result of, you know, even though interest rates mm-hmm. are still low, they're, I feel like they're not that low though. They're not like, you know, mortgages aren't mm-hmm. at 2%. They're like what kind of what they've been for the last five, six years. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, with people either having lost their job or being furloughed or worrying about losing their job, there's just a lot of worry out there, yeah. uh, whether it's justified or not. Um, you know, we don't know how long it will take for for the us to get through the the medical uh, issues. Not to mention mm-hmm. the economic uh, issues that will come as a result. But you know, there's just a lot of worry, and I I feel like the number of buyers might um, might yeah. be reduced. But you know, not oh, to be definitely a, will yeah. be. I mean, yeah. week two into um, all of this happening, when we were still not sure about what was going to be happening, and we had um, one of my listings, we had several offers on the property. And then one of them, we thought maybe the first, we had buyer A and buyer B. So we had multiple offers. And um, 
when buyer A, I sensed that maybe things weren't going to go forward with that, I always want to be sort of proactive rather than reactive, call the other agent to say, hey, you know, there is a slight possibility that this isn't going to stay together. Just want to see if your client is still interested in the property. And she said, yeah, let, let me talk to them. And lo and behold, they lost so much in the stock market that yeah. they just felt as if it wasn't a good time yeah. right now. It's just people are just nervous. All right. We just, uh, we have to take a quick yep. break. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. You're listening to McNamara on Money. We're talking with Sharon and Mark McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. We're just taking a quick break. We're talking about the impact of COVID-19 on the real estate market. And we'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to McNamara on Money, educating the investors of the South Shore and the Merrimack Valley. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I'm spending the first hour of the show this morning talking about the impact of COVID-19 coronavirus on the real estate market uh, with my family over there at Boston Connect Real Estate. Uh, And then I'm going to spend the second hour talking about the impact uh, to the ability to take and borrow money from retirement accounts and the suspension of RM uh, required distributions from IRAs this year. Um, and so then that's part of the CARES Act and there's a lot of things in the CARES Act, but I wanted to touch on the personal financial aspects of that. Um, so with me in another location, but still with me anyway this morning are Sharon and Mike McNamara, owners of, oh, sorry, Mark, did I just say Mike? Sharon and <laughs> Mark McNamara, uh, owners the other one. <laughs> of Boston Connect uh, Real Estate in Pembroke. And uh, we were just talking about, um, you know, how all this has, has um, I guess, maybe not quite yet slowed, but it was slowing the real estate market. Yeah, so, um, so Sharon, what? If someone, uh, I was trying to get my uh, one of my friends to call in. She, uh, that's a friend I have that lives in Weymouth, and um, she's in a beautiful colonial in a lovely neighborhood in Weymouth. And you know, we were talking months ago about, um, you know, she she feels like this is a great time to be selling. Her kids are getting older, and you know, getting to mm-hmm. the ages where they're getting out of the house, and they um, are they would like to um, downsize and. She she wouldn't call in. She was nervous. But my question is, you know, for someone like that, who was like, just, you know, pumped that this was the spring um, Mm -hmm. to get my house on the market. You know, what, what's your advice to those people right now? Is it still worth listing to see what happens? Because maybe there's no downside or, or, you know, are you thinking that maybe wait because things will get better? Maybe the, the summer market will be the spring market in 2020. I mean, what are you, what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what we're sort of anticipating is that the spring market we're going to see in the summer. So um, I think that it really does matter because we have a client that wanted to come on the market this week. And I just, my suggestion was, let's just get through this weekend and sort of see what happens. What is everybody else doing? Because the bigger fear is, where is your friend going to go? So if they don't find a home that's going to suit their needs, you don't want them in a situation like your other friend is that's in a rental. Mm -hmm. And how long are you going to be in that rental? So I think that we, we're really still just trying to figure it all out. Where before I would tell people, you know, put the house on the market and we make it contingent upon seller finding suitable housing. Chances are you're going to find something right away. You'll be in a better position, you know, to negotiate if you have your house on the market and under agreement. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a multiple bid situation and if your friend from Weymouth is downsizing, then I think they're probably going to be in a different marketplace where you have a lot of people looking for that first time home buyer. See that first time home buyer home and that downsizer home is basically the same. So you have a lot of people that are sort of going through that. 
you know, that's why I had 45 groups of people going through that house in Marshfield yeah. you know, last month was because you have so many demographics that want that same style home. So uh, wait, so the did you so the first time home buyer home is the same as a as the like pre-retiree downsizer home? Is that what you're saying? Because exactly. it's that smaller, more manageable, mm-hmm. slightly lower price point. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. So that means that that makes it a little bit more difficult. Unfortunately, yeah. for the first-time home buyers, it tends to be a little more difficult for them because generally the other demographic that's downsizing has a lot of equity and a lot of you know financially they look a lot stronger, so their offers tend to be stronger. Right. So you know if it's one of those things where, and here's the good news: there isn't a lot on the market, so people still do want to buy homes because think of people like your friend that's renting. Yeah. If if you're if they were thinking about you know going up. In size and wanted to go to Weymouth, well, your other friend's house would be a perfect opportunity for them. Right, right. right. So, yeah, so things are still moving and we are still putting homes on the market. I put another home on the market last week. Um, it's a, an ex- a very big ranch style home. It's on for $699. And right away we had four showings on it. So, we st- people are still doing showings. Um, and that seems more controlled. I mean, this situation is it's nice because it is a vacant home, but um, oh, okay, yeah, know, people are still doing it, and that's that's where the fear is coming: is how does our client feel about letting people in their home right now? Right. I mean, these next two weeks are going to be. I think the next two weeks are going to be very scary times here in Massachusetts. I've had, you know, Josh uh, Cutler on our radio show uh, for the last three weeks. And, you know, just listening to the news and, and talking to the people that I've been talking to outside, you know, um, you know, the deputy chief and the board of health agents and everything. The next two weeks are going to be probably not great around yeah. here. Yeah. So I don't think anybody's going to want to be out. So I would hold on at least in the next couple of weeks. Let, let us get, you know, beyond this curve and then see where we sort of settle in. Yeah. All the other real estate agents out there probably hate me right now for saying that, but... I think the main priority right now is just keeping everybody safe. Yeah. Well, you've always said like, I mean, I, I, I can recall you saying things like, you know, don't be afraid to put your house on the market at a time where nobody else is because mm-hmm. then your home is more desirable <laughs> because there's not as yeah. much competition. Mm-hmm. So for the yeah. people that are, that were thinking about selling and kind of aren't sure what to do, um, you know, I, I, I don't disagree holding off the next couple of weeks as we start to hit peak here in Massachusetts with, with Corona cases, or that's what they say anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I think that makes sense, but, you know, I wonder if a lot of people will hold off longer than that, um, just out of worry. Probably. But yeah, maybe the people that were really re- uh, ready to list don't be afraid to because maybe nothing wrong with their not being... Um, a lot of inventory yeah. and and still being the same amount of buyers or well even if it's fewer buyers hopefully it's still a decent amount of buyers i mean the government is doing what they can to stimulate and get you know money in people's pockets via mm-hmm. the rebates albeit a relatively small amount in the world of buying a home anyway and yeah um you know they're doing what they can and interest rates are still they're still low i mean it's still a great mm-hmm. time to take a mortgage but yeah i understand the concerns about employment and things like that um, and, but just like you were saying earlier at the top of the show, Alyssa, you were saying, you know, oddly, it isn't that bad being in the house with the girls and being home with your family and things. Yeah. So the, like your demographic of, you know, people that are out there that have the small children and they were thinking about, you know, going up to a bigger home. I think that the mentality 
now is, all right, let's just sort of reassess everything yeah. and like, let's m- simplify life a little bit. But certainly, you know, now look at all the kids are going to be starting school on Monday through, you know, through Zoom and everything else. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see, could you even possibly think about uprooting all of that, <laughs> you know, thinking about moving and still trying to maintain all that. I, my right. personal opinion is the kids are never going back to school this year. They're right. not going back to school. Yeah, I agree. Especially yeah. now that they're set up to do everything virtual. Yeah, exactly. They're not going back for the rest of this year. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine that anyone is going to want to sort of disrupt um, normal. I put in quotes, the new normal for the kids because it's going to be too, it's going to be too disruptive. Yeah. Talk to me about um, so so. Talk to me about uh, contingencies when you put an offer on mm-hmm. a home. Like, let's talk about a couple. Let's pretend it's a couple. They have no kids, uh, or mm-hmm. it's my couple uh, that are in a rental and they have to get out. You know, what what mm-hmm. if um, someone puts an offer in on a home and subsequently loses their job? They can. I mean, there there's always a contingency in there that. Yeah. I, my question is regarding a qualification for the mortgage and what happens if there's a disaster scenario like a lay or, lay, uh, layoff or a furlough mm-hmm. in the period of time before they have closed on the home. I'm assuming that there's an out, right? Because Yeah. So uh, I would say about three weeks ago, we started, um, like I said, we're doing these Zoom meetings and I've invited Emmanuel Ebot from Styles Law to join my office. And we were, we came, they have come up with um, a sort of a legal paragraph and contingency uh, that we've been adding. We had our, we had our own um, that we had sort of put together and had seen sort of floating out there. That's how these things come together. You know, now everybody's sort of using the same one. So there is a contingency that basically says if something does happen, you can put different days in there. So we have, if anything should happen, example, when before we knew what was going to happen with the smoke detectors, this is one of the reasons why we started doing it. For some reason, if we can't get a smoke detector um, inspection, before the closing, we have 21 days to make that happen. Well, now we know that 21 days isn't even going to be enough. Okay. So that it's increasing. So within 30 days. So, but the contingency is for anything COVID related. So, hey, we weren't able to do this because of this situation. I think what's going to have to happen is the loan officers and the mortgage companies and the banks, they're going to have to make decisions on what they're going to consider for these people, like, okay, we understand that you were working, you did, you were furloughed, you know, is there going to be a difference between being furloughed, being laid off? Yeah. There's going to be so many things. They're, the banks aren't, are not going to, and they probably shouldn't. Do you agree with that? Like, give people money if they don't have a job right now. Oh, I because, agree. Correct. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. not and not just that, but the concern, even if a bank would lend based on one of the couples, based on one yeah. income over two... Mm-hmm. How does that, like, if it is a couple purchasing, how does that couple feel about proceeding and taking on, you know, what if it's a bigger home yeah. and a bigger mortgage? How do they feel about proceeding uh, in light of the fact that their financial situation just changed, even if it's temporary, even if it's 90 days? Mm-hmm. Well, what if it's six months? What if it's 12 months? You know, so I, there, I mean, so what you're saying is that, is that contingencies are now, are evolving as a result of this, mm-hmm. but yep. they're... I guess my question is like, what if someone signed a PNS four weeks ago and they're yeah. set to close in a month 
and all of a sudden they're getting cold feet because they're one of one of them is in the travel industry and they're worried about a furlough. Is it? Are, was there always yeah. a contingency in there about a back out for something like that, or or no? Yeah. So the situation. I mean, you would need when you get a commitment letter. The commitment letter basically says, "All right, us as the bank is committed to give you this money." We generally will see a commitment letter come in 30 days after the purchase and sales agreement. Okay. So all of these contingencies they put in there with the COVID and everything else. But in normal, normal, our old normal. Yeah. <laughs> you would have like your commitment letter, but it would also say your commitment letter is good, but we are going to be calling three days before the closing to make sure that you still have your job and that you're still in a good place. Okay. So the commitment letter is sort of conditional the based mo- who, on that. Who's calling them? The loan officer? <coughs> Excuse me. The, the, the bank. The oh, people okay. give a commitment yeah. letter. So every commitment okay. letter says that. Okay. So right up until three days before your closing, I mean, in some instances, some banks are calling the day before just to make yeah. sure that the person still has their job. Yeah. So the scary part about that is, and again, I, I don't... It is it is scary, but I, I also want people to know that a lot of things are happen happening normally too, that things are still going through. We've had a lot of closings, like I said, the last two weeks and offices are doing a great job keeping things together with the attorneys. But if somebody is going to lose their job right before I've had it happen before in a in a regular situation. Somebody lost their job a week before they got their commitment letter and mm. it fell apart. Yeah. But the people who are like I have one client who texted me yesterday, listen, we came down to Florida and we found a house that we want. Should we go ahead and put this offer in? Yeah. And I said I checked in with the people buying their house, the agent, everything looks good. Everything is still in place. I told them, yes, put in your offer, but make it contingent upon the conveyance of your property here. M- meaning so, the, the sale. <laughs> yeah, the sale. Okay, not, and not <laughs> like, real estate. Okay. Recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense just because you never you never know these days. I mean, I, yeah. I, I hate to say this, but you, you touched on something a few minutes ago that I think is really important and that people are starting to... I, I actually think that situations like this, I don't mean the medical aspect of this, but I mean the, eco- the economy changing a little bit um, yeah. and, and it's scaring people a little and, and the market's turning and, and it's mm-hmm. scaring people a, a little. Some people are worried mm-hmm. about it. Some people, some people are not, but I, I, and I hate to say this, but I, these things are a good reminder of yes. what responsible financial behavior is and I would I would bring real estate into that mix like mm-hmm. real estate has been um, prices have been increasing for what a, a straight six seven years I mean I don't yep. know when we hit bottom but you know something mm-hmm. like that ten. and mm-hmm. uh, 10 and um, and people and it's the same in the financial markets where people get um, I don't know if cocky is the right word but they get they sort of take things for granted, like, well, my real estate's just going to appreciate indefinitely for, you know, forever. And it's just mm-hmm. going to get, you know, every year it's going to be more and more, more and more valuable. And that makes people in times like that, it makes people very comfortable cash out refinancing and, you know, taking mm-hmm. money out of their equity lines and using it for other purposes. And, and it's the same mm-hmm. thing in the financial markets when the, fi- you know, the financial markets were strong for a the decade, 11 years. I mean, and people were just taking mm-hmm. it for granted how easy it was to invest money and make money and it was so easy and 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 people just sort of forget what responsible financial behavior mm-hmm. is. Like, for example, yep. 
Um, you know, you know, if, if you're nearing retirement, maybe you shouldn't be very aggressive with your funds. I'm sorry, you shouldn't be very aggressive with your funds. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, even if your real estate will appreciate over time, well, maybe it's not smart to borrow X hundreds of thousands in equity on that home mm-hmm. for whatever other reason. And you know, it reminds people how important it is to have an emergency reserves account, right? We haven't had, yes. you know, mass mm-hmm. layoffs like this in, in, in over a decade. And, and so, you know, I, I hate to say this, but it is a good reminder of people that stuff happens, unanticipated mm-hmm. things happen. This was clearly unanticipated. And, yeah. and it's just a reminder of what it means to be, uh, um, what smart financial decisions are. And, mm-hmm. and you touched on that a little bit ago. And I, I just think it's, you know, these market downturn, this bear market that we're in. And, you know, some, mm-hmm. some economists think we're already in a recession, whether or not that turns out to be the case, uh, we'll find out. And, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of necessary evils, I think, mm-hmm. because people's behavior will change right now. People will think twice about the, the type of home that they can afford, the price of that home. Mm-hmm. And they will think twice about borrowing from the equity in their home. And because can they pay it back? Will they have a job? You know, so yeah. I don't mean to harp That's on that. But. Yeah, well, that is one of the things too. And I had, you know, mentioned that earlier is, you know, we're in a good place. A lot of people are in a great place where they do have equity in their home. So that's great, congratulations. But the people who, I I feel like the people who are losing their jobs, they're not going to be able to tap into that money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're just not going to be able to because they don't have a job. So they're not going to qualify for getting these equity loans. I guess that that's sort of a good thing in a way because at least it will keep that. I I don't see that real estate is going to drop in price. I I, I don't. Yeah. It'll just pause. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And which is okay. I mean, it might go up a little bit. When we have low inventory and we have, you know, the buyers are still out there. There, Like you said, there's a lot of people. And I brought that up and that, that was, I don't want to, obviously, I think you're very smart, but it was very smart of you to think from a different perspective of like from my world. And I brought this up to Mark. What was it like? Two weeks ago, Mark, I said to you, like, one of the situations we're going to have pretty soon is all of these people who are renting these winter rentals. Yeah. And now look at everybody wants to escape to their summer properties, you know, so yeah. they're not going to extend these leases most likely unless they're willing to because people are not going to be able to afford summer vacations, <gasps> right? Oh, right. That's true. I wonder if the people, right. the summer rentals will have a lot of cancellations. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one thing I would say to your friend is maybe just get in touch with the, you know, get in touch with the landlord. If the landlord doesn't use the property for themselves and they rent it out, potentially they will extend at least another month that I have had somebody do that. So at least they have through June at this point. So, you know, buy yourself at least a month if you yeah. can. And yeah. I think it's smart for those, you know, the people who own those properties because they're not going to have as many people renting this summer. Right they might not be able to yeah. command the prices either because there's not as much demand, right? Exactly. Okay. And are we are we going to be able to go to the beach then? Who knows? Right. Oh. You know, yeah. So so you met, so I asked you a little bit ago what your advice was for someone who was ready to sell and get their home listed on in this <laughs> spring market which was started off pretty hot, I guess, or was so it seems from my perspective and um you had mentioned, you know, still uh, still plan to list it, but maybe wait a week or two. So what's your advice yeah. for someone? What, what's your advice for buyers? You know, what are the people out there that were, 
you know, maybe they're in a rental and or first time home buyers or, you know, a family mm-hmm. looking to make a change in the summer months, um, you know, because of school and things like that. Like, what's your advice for them? I mean, you know, a, is yeah, it? They just have to be patient. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, is with buyers, they've had to be patient anyways for the past several years because the inventory has been so low. I mean, historically yeah. low for the last two, at least three years. So they have to just continue to be patient. And when things come on the market, they just have to sort of align themselves to be in the best position to, you know, get their offer accepted. So your friends that are renting, they're in a very good position because yeah. they do have that behind them, especially yeah. now. That it was still, in my opinion, a very good move that they made when they did that decision. Yeah. Because now if they put an offer in on something and now I have another client that wants to put an offer on that same property, but they don't even have their house on the market. Right. There's the concern of, well, all right, how easy is it going to be for you to sell that property? You can't have open houses. You can't, you know what I mean? Right. So the whole marketing is different. So they're still in a better position. But, you know, if people want to see the properties, we can still go out and see them. We just have to take precautions in order to do that, to make everybody safe. Um, And don't give up. But here's the other thing, too, is, like, I know I have a few listings that are going to be coming on the market. We're sort of just holding off for a little bit right now. But at least I know when buyers, if I have a buyer that's interested, I've already done that once. So I had somebody who was going to list their home. I actually had a buyer that would fit that property and we let that buyer just buy the property. We didn't put it in MLS. It was off MLS. We just ended up doing it as a FISBO, to be quite honest. Yeah, I wondered um, if that would start happening. It almost feels like mm-hmm. the whole, you know, this this whole social distancing thing has actually brought, like, people, communities together, mm-hmm. which is so bizarre to think about. But, you know, even though you can't really be together, the communities are sort of, I don't know, yeah, I feel like communities are, like, more connected or more close-knit than they ever were. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of a bright spot in this in this terrible situation. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I was kind of wondering if that would happen in your world, in the world of real estate, where, mm-hmm. you know, instead of things going on the market and forty people showing up at an open house, which won't be happening for another at least another month, but if yeah. if transactions will just be more, um, not handshake deals, but yeah. it'll just be almost like you know, who do you know, and, and matching people up in almost mm-hmm. a more uh, personal way. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably definitely we'll see some of that. You know, it's, you know, especially within you know the companies where we're we're meeting once a week. I mean, one of the things that we're doing is we're talking um, at the end of our meeting every Monday. We're meeting now um, with Zoom, and that's the other thing too. I feel like it's brought the office actually closer together. I did a Canva presentation yesterday on you know marketing and things like that with all the agents, and I feel like I'm getting more people to come to the Zoom meetings than I was able to get them in the door to a real meeting. Yeah. yeah, well, nobody's really doing much, so. <laughs> yeah, I well, know, exactly. Home, I might as well join the Zoom meeting, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, but, you know, at the end of our meetings, we're talking about, you know, different listings that we have coming on the market, different buyers that we have that are looking for different properties. Do you have this? Do you have that? You know, so we yeah. are sort of doing a lot of that. I'm, I'm not sure what the other companies are doing, but I'm sure that they're doing something similar to that. I've had other big companies actually reach out to me, and I thought that this was great, saying, you know, hey, I know that you're a smaller boutique. These are the things that we're doing to sort of keep things going, you know, and we're just all in this together. Yeah. That's what we keep on saying. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Anything else? We just got a few minutes before the break. Anything else you guys wanted to share that you're seeing in the world of real estate as a result of this? 
Yeah, it's just, I just want to, you know, let, you know, just remind people that, you know, this is a health crisis. This is not a real estate crisis. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's definitely something, it's a bump that we're, you know, going to come over. I think that one of the things for me as a real estate agent and the broker of Boston Connect Real Estate, I feel like one of my stronger suits is sort of dealing with situations where I'd rather be proactive than reactive. So the good news is, is my whole team of people that we use with attorneys and, you know, loan officers and home inspectors and mold inspection people, all of us are working together to make sure, hey, if this is the time that some people have to move, by the way. That's one thing I want to bring up too real quick before the break too is I did have a situation where a home was going to be coming on the market. It was a divorce type situation. They were going to court before and then the next day the house was going on the market. Well, guess what? The courts are closed. (laughs) Yeah. That house can't legally go on the market yet. So we're seeing things like that, but people still have to move. Okay. Because because of things like that, you know, death, divorce, and disability, unfortunately, um, bring people to have to do, you know, to move. Yeah. We will get it done. It can get done if you want it to really happen. Okay. So I just say, keep the faith. Keep the faith. That's I've been saying that a lot lately in my conversations with clients, talking about the <laughs> financial markets as well, because if you don't have, I mean... If you don't have faith mm-hmm. in the future, what I mean, what do you have? I mean, it, this is a very awful situation, but um, you know, this too shall pass, and nobody really knows mm-hmm. when. And you know, I it may it might get worse before it gets better, and that might be true in in the financial markets and real estate. I don't know, but um, uh, yeah, I know you got to have faith, otherwise, uh, because we all got to mm-hmm. get through this, and and we will. And you know, unfortunately, I think this is it's gonna seems like it's gonna last a lot longer than anyone really yeah. anticipated in terms of uh, things being shut down, businesses being shut down, and um, you know maybe. And, and the uh, consequences to the economy here, I think will be um, maybe more significant than people originally anticipated, but you know, this too shall pass mm-hmm. and um, you have to have faith, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, all right, I'm, we're gonna take a break here in a minute. We've been, I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. We've been talking with Sharon and uh, Mark McNamara, the owners of Boston Connect Real Estate. And we've been just chatting about um, how this COVID-19 uh, has affected the real estate markets. And I guess long story short, um, oh, we have two minutes. I thought I was closer to the break. Oh, uh, well, I can drag it on, Tim. No worries. Drag it uh, out. Drag it out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we have no problem talking, yeah. Tim. You know, no, two of us together. It's wonderful. Actually, Sharon, I meant to send you a text this morning because I got up early. And normally when I'm on the show with Sharon, I don't do a whole lot of prep because we could just chat about anything and it's really no problem <laughs> with us. And But um, actually, I did more prep for today's show, Sharon, than I've ever done with you. And I th- I think it's because... You're with you're with me, but you're not like sitting here with me. So it almost felt like I was going there alone. <laughs> and and but doesn't it feel? Don't you feel like you're still with me? We're just in different places, yes, right? Absolutely. No, I know, but I did do a lot of uh, but I did do a lot of prep and um, I sent an outline. Well, to I was Sharon going to invite you to come here. I, you could have done that if you wanted to be here. Yeah. With us. No, that's all right. I you know we we got to do our part and and distance. And mm-hmm. I brought my Lysol wipes yeah. here to the studio and. Um, yeah. Anyway, look, there you go. All right. So you're listening to McNamara on money. We're going to, after this break, we're going to spend some time talking about the CARES Act. Um, hundreds of pages of legislation in the CARES Act, but what is relevant to, um, people in the world of personal finances is, um, the rebate checks that are coming, required distributions being suspended and, uh, just an easier, more tax efficient ability to take 
uh, to withdraw and borrow money from retirement accounts. So we're going to go over some of that. And if we think of some more real estate topics, we will go over that as well. Sharon and Mark, you're welcome to hang with me uh, or you're welcome to drop off. But uh, either way, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.